want to show us a story about the fig tree. There are so many tentacles, so many root systems that are, are surrounding us. And God wants us to cut them off. You are that center of the tree. The only thing that's holding that tree standing are those root systems. What am I talking about? That tree, tree I'm talking about is that, is that idol. That is that's holding you standing in a place that's not the will of God. And what God needs to do is to what? Either pluck it off or cut the roots. Amen. There are some people you need to dissociate yourself with. There are some things you have to dissociate yourself with. There are some people things you have to pray. Let it come out from you. Amen. Don't be too comfortable in your comfort zone. Amen. Don't be too comfortable in your comfort zone. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew chapter 21. I will read from verse 17. Let me just read from verse 15. Let's just have an example. In the Bible says, but when the chief priests and the scribes, I'm reading from Webster Bible, but when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, remember the chief priests and the scribes were those who were opposing the gospel. In your life, that people will always oppose you. No matter how good you do some things, in your family, in your neighborhood, in your quarter, in your place of work, that people will always oppose you. Because that people don't like good things. They want, they want good things for themselves, but they don't want good things in another person. Amen. But how, how mature can we be when God says, okay, I want to give you a blessing, but this is the blessing. But or rather, will you sacrifice your blessing? Let me give a better one to another person. What a sacrifice that will be. That's the kind of sacrifice Jesus Christ did. He left the comfort of heaven. Choose to give us salvation to make us a better version of who we should ever be. Amen. Even the angels say, well, uh, what is man that you are mindful of? What is man that you visit? You even died for. We, the angels, we are here. But now what happens is that because of that, the Bible says God has made us better than even the angels. We have salvation. We have an ab- the ability to choose. They don't. They were created for a specific purpose. The Bible says they are ministering spirits. Angels are sent to minister to us. Amen. So as you're walking like there's a child of God, there's always an angel behind you. Don't look or close your eyes. <laughs> God, show me the angel. And then we turn like that in the night. You see one flashlight, that one light. Oh, I saw the angel. I saw the angel. No, near eye. You saw light. <laughs> Amen. See it by faith. By faith. If by adventure you find favor and God says, okay, I'll show you the angel. He will show it to you. Amen. Amen. There are something we have to let go so that God should take charge. Well, we say, let's give Yeshua the preeminence. If we are putting Jesus first, in which we have to take everything away from being first. Amen. Amen. The, remember, I said the chief priests and the scribes are those people who don't like to see nice things. They don't like good things. The Bible says, when they saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children who were crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Indignant means they were, they were full, full, full of rage. They were indignant. They were and said to him, do you hear what these are saying? Like, so according, you are taking the praises of men. There are people that when people come and they are praising, they're like, why are they? They'll make like, become proud too. <laughs> they want the accolade. They want the praise. We are angry. You, the fact that this root, see, the fact that this is a root from the tree, right, and you cut it like this, the, this, this, this one does not supply to this one, but the root is still there. Though you see it, 
it doesn't disappear. Amen. That's how life should be. There's some people that don't want you to rise up. What do you need to do? The Bible says you should lay aside every way that is holding you down. Sometimes we become too bitter with life, bitter with so many things, depressed about so many things that we ourselves are the one holding on to it. You have a family member who is always there to bring you down. You want to do everything, they're like, you not succeed. No, just forget about it. You cannot do it. You can never make it. What happens is that you, you're still holding on to them. No, they will give you good advice. Why? Because according to you, if you bear, the person is there not to bear risk. And you know that there's no, no risk without reward. Every reward they say, risks. I say, no, I'm holding on to this person. Why? Now my blood, now my brother, now my sister. There are people that will kill you. The Bible says a man's enemies are the very members of his household. In John chapter 16, verse 2, I'm sure. The Bible says the time is coming where people will kill you thinking that they're doing God a service. They are killing you thinking that they're doing God a service. No, if you rise in the family, you become very wicked. You not help anybody. So better, we should bring you down. So all of us should remain the same level. That is what brings witchcraft in families. Somebody in the house, the family is like, people are rising. Ah, no, I cannot allow it. If this is my son, this is my person rises, the person will become proud. Will become the richest person in the family. All attention will drawn to that person. So let me bring the person down. The heart of man. The Bible says, Jesus said to them in Matthew 21, 16. Yes, did you never read? Out of the mouth of babies and nursing babies, you, you, you have perfected praise. This was in the book of Psalms 8, verse 2. The Bible says, from the lips of babies and infants, you have, you have established strength because of, uh, because of your adversaries that you might silence the enemy and the avenger. This is just to tell you that praise is what silences the enemy. It's what silences the adversaries. It was silences uh, 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 those who come against you. Praise is what makes God act on your behalf. Amen. Why are you praising? Praise, praise is thanksgiving, right? So you are praising God, you are walking by faith. And here the Bible is saying, it's a, it's a, it verse two, from the lips of babies and infants, you have established strength. Most of that, when you feel weak, when you feel downcast, when you feel depressed, praise. The act of praise. Amen. Praise. Praise is not when, sometimes you usually play your music here, right? And all of a sudden, maybe you are singing, Jehovah picks it up, and sometimes I come into a start humming. At the end of the day, we don't, we, according to us, we are just, you know, just but your, your subconscious is picking the signal from that place. The word is enter your spirit. You are like, all of a sudden, you know, this morning I've just been so, been so joyful. I don't know why, but I just sat here for a while. I'm like, but what on earth should make me feel depressed? Look around you. Look at where you have been before. Look at where you are. Look at where you're going to. So what do you need to complain? Why should you put yourself in a, in a mental torture, physical uh, agony, and mental anguish? Under something that only praise can take. Because praising you are removing yourself from the picture and putting God at the center of it. Rest, not stress. Praise is what? Taking yourself out of the picture and putting the one who is God in the midst. That's why I say let go. Let go of yourself. Let go of, let go of your fears. Let go of your depression. Let go of everything. The Bible says you come boldly unto him who is full of, uh, of uh, who are heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. The question is that have you come with the heavy laden? And when the Bible talks about rest, the Bible talks about sitting. When you come to the house at your time, what do you, what's the first uh, thing you have to do? What is the first thing you do? You sit. Once you enter the house, I know you're tired. I come. You don't just come and stand. What do you need to do? You sit. And when you sit first, most of the time you hear people sit and make. The sun was hot, right? You sit. That sitting is an act of resting. 
it's a response to the busy schedule you had outside. It's a response to the stress you had outside. And when you see it, you're comfortable. What are you doing? I forget about all the things that happen. I'm resting. God has called us to sit. That's why the Bible says we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. When we say seated, some of us try to picture that we have gone to the heavenly place and we are sitting. It's talking that we are sitting in a place of rest. The Bible says God has called us into his rest. In the book of Hebrews chapter 3 verse, I'm sure 3 verse 19, it says the people could not enter into his rest because of what? Unbelief. That's what I'm going to dive into. So everything that God gives us is about what? Faith. Faith takes you to your place of destiny. Faith takes you to your future. Faith takes you to your expected end. But the process to faith needs you to believe first that you trust the process of who the person who is leading you and do what? Rest. While you're resting, you don't rest and you start to think, you start carrying the things outside, the weight, all the all the, the, the noise you hear outside to bring inside. That's why every man who loves his home, who has built his home, not his house, will love to leave the outside and get inside. That's why we'll close from work. You are rushing. What that traffic is, the first is that let me enter my house. And you're not just entering your house, you're coming to your home. Nobody who has a good home would like to stay outside, but anybody who has a bad home would prefer to stay outside because that house becomes more comfortable than the home. The house. A home is not a structure, right? It's a system you have built. That's why we love men, women who are not nagging. When you can't take your back from the, from, the, from the door, hug you. Though your face is twisted, they know that something is stressed. Just sit down. What you are indirectly telling that rest in the presence of the Lord, rest in His bosom, trust Him, rest so that you just sit down. But when you see it, always look at the message in everything that happens around us, everything that happens to us, they say, Message. The Bible is written, is around us, it's not just in the book that we have written, John chapter 5, verse 5. Everything around you is in the Bible. When somebody comes to your house, what do we say? Please have a seat. What I tell the person, Welcome. Sit, rest. I got you. <laughs> I put the Americans. I got you. And what's the first thing you start offering? What can I offer you? You don't offer what the person is standing. You offer what the person is resting. That's why when God is giving you a blessing, what does he need you to do? Rest. And when you're resting, it's easy to receive. Amen. Amen. Verse 17, he left them and went out of the city to Bethany and camped there. He stayed there. Now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. He was, just, he was just from a place that they were singing praises on his name, right? <laughs> he was just from a place that he healed the sick and, and raised the dead. But this is him now. The Bible says, he left them, went out of the city. He left them, went out of the city. In the city was where he heard the praises. The praises were sung, on, the praises were sung, the songs were sung about him. About him. It, the city was where he healed the sick, raised the dead, and had many things. But he left the comfort zone, went out of the city, and camped out of the city. What did he do? He left the place of comfort to a place that he did not know what was what was going to happen before in front of him. But there was a message that he was about to give us. Amen. The Bible says, now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. As he left the place where he was, where he camped. Now, this is the place where he was probably waiting. He was praying. He was fasting. The Bible says, as he was coming inside back into the city, he was hungry. Verse 19. Seeing a fig tree. You see that? Mark, Mark 11, 19. Now, we also have... Matthew 21, 19. Seeing a fig tree by the roadside, people that you find by the roadside are not the people you should trust. The people that you find in the place of rest are the people you trust. Can you trust 
Raman outside more than your husband. No, that man, has, that man is a nice man. He always greets people. He's always having a smiley face. There are people who wear masks every day to hide what they see inside. And we don't know. We follow the fictitious aspect of life and we copy it. Copy that. <laughs> not forgetting that this world now, everybody is putting on a mask. For ladies, pimples and blackheads and, and all the stuff, what do we do? Makeup. We put a foundation to cover it. And then we put highlights and everything. You look at the face and say, oh, this, you are so beautiful. The issue is that take off the mask, you see the real person. And you see that person who has put out the mask. Not that the person just left the house, was beating the wife and all the children and don't leave money for food. And as he stepped out, he arranged his suit. He said, oh, hello, hello, hello. Oh, how are you? How is your family? Well, God bless you. You look at the person and my person, I wish my husband was like this. Mask. The one in the house has unmasked himself. You know him is in, you know he's out. Appreciate that one. No. You look at the one who has covered up outside. You wish to have it, not knowing what you're actually wishing for. People you meet at the wayside. He saw the fig tree by the roadside. The Bible says he looked up, saw that he could find any fruit to eat. The Bible says he found none except the, the leaves. And the leaves were green. That's why that person you see outside, you look at the person, the fruit, the leaves are green, but there's no fruit. What does the Bible say we should judge according? By their fruits. You shall know them, not by their leaves. Because leaves are the hours things that you show. Fruits are things that come from within. And they don't lie. The leaves are really packaging. <laughs> Amen. So this fig tree packaged itself as if it was very fruitful. The Bible says, he came to eat and found nothing on it but leaves. Hey, he came to eat, he found nothing but leaves. What was that other thing was he looking for? Fruit. He was not looking for branches. He was not looking for roots. He found nothing but leaves. He said to it, let there be no fruit from you forever. Immediately the fig tree withered away. Now, while I was on this, I said, let me check. How is the root system of a fig tree? The root system of a fig tree is in a way that it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't have a, a record, it's a tap root. That root that goes straight down. How do they call that root? The root most trees that have a, a particular one root that goes deep straight down. While others have this other root that spread out. Amen. And if you look at a fig tree, the, the, the way the root system spreads out, it doesn't just spread out like a mango tree would spread, right? Because mango tree has that one that goes straight down. But it also has this one that branches out. But a fig tree has all, all the ones that branches out. And when they are branching out, they are intertwining. They are twisting among themselves. Twisting among, the, among themselves. And when the disciple called to his remembrance, that master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed yesterday has withered. What did he say? Half the faith of God. Why God? God is a God of faith. So have the God kind of faith. Say whatsoever you shall say, you shall say to this fig tree, be taken off from the roots, and because they see, it shall be it shall be done to you. Now, if it's a tree that has just a tap that goes right down, it's easy to uproot. But because this one spreads out, and the Bible says the, 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 when you talk about the fig tree, the roots spread out even up to fifty meters. That's almost half the size, the length of a basket, a, a football fee. Imagine how wide it spread. 
The Bible says, if you have faith as little as a grain of a mustard seed, you can be able to say, pluck it out and put it into the sea and it shall be done to you. What are those roots? Those roots are the things that hold us bound. Some of them are so deep that we don't know. Subconsciously, it works with us just like you are talking about time. Subconsciously, you think it's just normal. It's not. The devil came to kill, steal, and destroy. What are the things he came to kill, steal, and destroy? He came to steal our time. Why? Because we procrastinate too much. We think that, hey, no, it won't, it won't. if I don't do it now, I'll do it tomorrow. It's stealing. The stealing is not where they come and take your TV. <laughs> Amen. Destroy. By the time you're, 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 you're putting up too much of the things that God said, let go. Pull it up from the roots. You say, no, let me hold it. Every single person is determined by their roots. Amen. A tree can change its leaves, but it cannot change its roots. That's why check this tree that outside. Very soon, the leaves are falling down, right? What is the tree doing? It's shedding all those, those leaves that are dead weight. All those things that easily be said. The Bible says, put aside all those sins. All those sins. We're talking about sins, not the sin of fornication. All those negativity, those things that hold you bound. Shed them off. Why? Once you're shedding off, new leaves come up. The survival of the tree is bent on how fresh the leaves are too. Because that's what is needed for chlorophyll, photosynthesis. But yet, it can change the leaves. All can fall down. But the roots is a support system. So if the Bible is saying that you should pull the support system out, it's saying that everything that is around you, look at it very well. Don't pull it from, don't, don't shape it, don't prune it. Once you know it's something that's holding, but what do you need to do? Pull it from the roots. But it takes faith to do it. It takes determination to do it. So I go and sit and ask yourself, but what is actually holding me back? Why, what are the things that I neglect that I think is just, it's, it's nothing, it's just minimal? Imagine how small a mustard seed is. But if you have faith as little as that. That's why if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, that's how you can have doubt as little as a mustard seed. It pulls you down. It's the same way you can have negligence as, a, as little as a mustard seed and it builds into a tree. Because once you plant the seed, the, 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 the mustard seed, when it grows up, it becomes one of the biggest trees you can find around. But it has the smallest seed. Amen. So what, what brings growth is not, is not the amount of seed. It's the heart behind the seed. Imagine how small a mustard seed is, but when it grows up, it becomes the biggest tree around. Those mango has very big fat leaves, but it's, it, 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 <laughs> when mustard seed, once it grows and becomes a tree, a mango cannot compare to it. They will put the two seeds beside by side. A mustard seed is like a grain of, of, of sand, smaller than that. They look at the mango seed. They put the two on the ground. Which one becomes bigger? This one that is just a speck. So God doesn't need you to have that big seed. Once you have that dot, it depends on who has the dot and who you trust the dot into the hands of. Amen. Amen. There was immediately the fig tree with that away. So the fig tree did not just dry from the leaves. Jesus got attacked by the root system. Because the root is what supplies the leaves. <laughs> Amen. A tree cannot wither from the leaves and the fruits, the roots are fresh. It has to wither from the roots. Amen. The the when the disciples saw it, they marveled, they were surprised, saying, how did the fig tree immediately wither away? Now, Matthew is telling us that it happened immediately in front of them. Matthew is, Mark says it was the next day when they were coming back. Amen. But this is not an issue. It's still the same thing. Amen. Jesus answered them. They spoke about how can the fig tree be withered away immediately. Jesus answered them. He did not answer the fig tree. He was not concerned about the fig tree. Why? Because he has tackled the root. So he had to at, at, tackle the root of their own doubt, which was in their heart. 
he killed the fig tree or cursed the fig tree from his root. Now he has to talk to the disciples from their own root. He said, most certainly I say, I tell you, if you have faith, what was it? What makes you a Christian is faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Those that come to God that must know that he is and a word of them that diligently seek him. So he has to address their own root system. Say, most certainly I tell you, if you have faith and don't doubt. So what was their problem? Doubt. As children of God, what holds, what keeps us to the, in stuck in the same position is a root system of doubt. He said, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you told this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will be done. The question is, have you tackled the root system in your life? Have you sat down and said, but what is actually my problem? What is actually what is keeping me bound? The children of Israel were, were chosen by God, but it took them 400 plus years for them to leave captivity into the promised land. But yet, throughout the 400 years that they, they were captivity, they were children of God. So not that because I'm born again, you just leave Egypt and you're inside promised land. What kept them for the 400 years? Doubt. Even while God was taking them out of the of the of the place of bondage into the promised land, the instead of a journey that had to take them 40 days, they took 40 years. What kept them doubt? Every time that they met an obstacle, they started, they hoped they wished they were in the place of bondage. People said, Did you bring us into this wilderness to kill us? We're better with the half the small small bread that they'll give us Egypt and the small uh, cups of water. Now your brother there's no water to drink. Yet God will always provide. But what was God taking them? They will not, because what provided water in the wilderness, they will not, they will not just be in their houses, they say, okay, we have arrived. They still had to leave that place that God had provided water to still walk inside the wilderness. And they still got to a point that they complained again. God brought water again. They still drank. They left again, they still complained again. Or they affected even Moses. And God said, because I asked you to speak to them, or you hit it, you know, that you always see the problem, but you not enter. Many of us get to that door where we are seeing the promise that God has given us the expected end, but we cannot enter because of what? Unbelief. Faith is the last spring that drops us into that place of blessing. Amen. Amen. Verse 22, which I end, I close with. He said, All things, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. So, what God needs you to do what is ask. Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask, you shall do, be, be what? Giving. Seek, you shall find none that will be opened unto you. And I told you that ask, seek, and find. The first letters are what? A in ask, S in seek, and K in knock. All of them is still ask. Ask, you shall be given. But the Bible says, when you ask in prayer, belief, you will receive. So, what does faith do? Faith says, believe and see. God says, trust in me, believe and see. You are praying for a blessing, you are praying for a testimony, you are praying for something tomorrow. As believe, you receive. But sometimes we ask and we don't receive because the Bible says we ask and miss. We, don't, we are not specific. Remember, Jesus Christ told the disciple, if you have faith as little as a mustard seed, you say to this mountain, specific, this mountain. They ask, they believe, they receive. That's the simple process, what faith is all about. But we ask, sometimes we sleep. We don't believe. We ask for asking. Say, mostly we'll come to a group and then let's just pray. Let's just be just a routine. Father Lord, I thank you for this, 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 blah, blah, blah. You, 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 you feel it blabbing, blabbing, blabbing. All of a sudden, like, as you go back to your house, you look at the, the life, you look at the situation. Say, anyway, let your will be done. 
whatever will be will be. That's a that's a wrong mentality of the world. Why? Because they walk by chance. What will be will be is a chance. Uh, it's a chance mentality. We don't walk by chance. We walk by faith. Faith means you chart your course. You speak it. You speak your future into your own into existence. We don't know what ten years will be like, right? But you start speaking it today. Now you're speaking the, how the atmosphere should look like. It doesn't. It will not work the way you want. I cannot start praying that I want to be the president of the country. But by ten years time, God can be the president of an association. Let's say an international organization. But I'm the president, right? So you're asking for something, but God takes you to a direction to give you something that was in His will, not only what you want. Because I can be the president of the country and become the worst president ever. Because why? The pressures that would be on me, I was not prepared for it, and I miss it. Many of us take the best of God and misuse it. Why? Because we're not ready for it. We ask for it too much, and God said, "Okay, you are sending me too much. Take it." Amen. All things, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing. I, the Bible says it's not say believe. It's a believing. Believing is a process, right? While you're waiting for it, for the answer to come, you keep believing, and you will receive. Glory to God. We hope you've been blessed by this message from the Tower Church Gathering. God bless you.